Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for June 27th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, new Colorado College head coach Chris Mayotte. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless, it's 5G built right. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to CancionTequila.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine in, take out, catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. And by Burrito Express. The East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, College Hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends over at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from a very warm Scottsdale, Arizona, where I think we touched somewhere near 115, 116, something like that today. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, uh, before we get into the college hockey part of things, um, both of us are mourning just a little bit. Uh, well, we didn't hit 100. Your Islanders lost. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, and my Golden Knights lost. Um, so now, I don't know if you saw my latest Twitter post, but I found a street corner here in yeah. uh, Arizona that was the corner of Paradise and Montreal. So. Right. That's it. I said, yeah, there's a stop sign right below it. I said, stop. I'm going to be a Montreal fan for this Stanley Cup final uh, because it's close to paradise. Huh? Uh, this is what I'll say. <laughs> uh, you're going to start hearing things about, oh, how Canada is rooting for Montreal, uh, even in Toronto. That's a lie. That is a complete and total <laughs> falsehood. Uh there is no way in heck that Loafs fans are rooting for the Canadians. It's just not happening. Can I tell you who I think is rooting for the Canadians, though? The Pashnuk family. Because uh, Kathy, okay. Kathy Pashnuk sent me a message on uh, Friday morning. And she said, hey, uh, I know Vegas played well, but Montreal won. Yay, Canadians. And we do have Razors in Canada if you need some." <laughs> well listen i uh, first of all I, I i i told you in a message i think you should keep the beard i know but i had to, i had to shave it for the playoffs because i'd be a hypocrite if i didn't well i think you should grow it back well i very well might be but that's because you just want to cover me up right well yeah <laughs> uh, duh <laughs> that's why i keep the beard yeah, i'm smart enough to know better <laughs> well, let's talk college hockey tonight because uh, I believe we have a very special guest coming on. We have the head coach of uh, Colorado College uh, scheduled to uh, meet with us. I always get a little leery because uh, 
Sometimes you get a whole bunch of information right before that they're having a problem getting on or they're not sure how to get well, on. Well, yeah, I mean. So you never know. But but when I hear nothing, uh, that makes me nervous too because I'm not sure if they if they got everything, they understand the time, all of that good stuff. But uh, hopefully we'll get Chris Mayotte on. It's, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to talk to him. He's got some new assistant coaches. He's got a new building. Um, he's got a lot of new things going on at CC. And uh, one of the things he's got going on that we're going to talk about right off the get-go is some very, very intelligent student hockey players. Well, uh, that's why I also say uh, when I uh, record the Open, I say scheduled guest because you never <laughs> I, I know what's going to happen. You, you, you never know. It, it, we're live, <laughs> folks. Uh, that, that's why we do it live because it's fun. Uh, we enjoy the fun, so hopefully we'll have Coach on. But um, you can cover your ears if you want, but I'm going to say that uh, I had a chance to get out today. I was invited exclusively by Coach Berman to come out and uh, record the announcement that they would be retiring the jersey of uh, Jeremy Goltz. And uh, what was really cool about it was they did it right before the scrimmage of Coach Berman's camp up in Peoria at AZ Ice, also the home of Mission Hockey, uh, which, uh, of course, is Jeremy's baby. But okay, uh, if I'm not mistaken, though, is not – uh, Mr. Goltz, one of the reasons why Greg Powers is at ASU. He's the reason for a lot of things in hockey in Arizona, but yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so, I mean, listen. Yeah, I, yeah Jeremy I, was I, at ASU. Um, he, he played at U of A. Um, where? Who? At, what? Yeah, exactly. And they announced today that they would be um, retiring his jersey number 21 on December 4th against ASU. Why not? Why not try to pack well, the place? They're that, hoping right? for 7,000 in that building that night. Um, he's a huge draw, so uh, it was my pleasure and uh, a special thank you to both Jeremy and uh, Coach Berman for inviting me out. Uh, we had a nice visit. It's going to go up online here shortly, um, but it, it was a lot of fun, and, and I look forward to seeing that uh, jersey retirement. There's only one other jersey retired uh, at the U of A, and that's Kelly Walker, the all-time leading goal scorer for them. So quite an honor for Jeremy. A complete surprise. He had no idea right up until the moment that Coach Berman got off the picnic table he was standing on <laughs> and, said, right. and said, we're going to retire this number. Nobody, everybody in the building knew about it except Jeremy. And he was going like, I, you know, I see these people here. I'm going like, what the heck are you doing here? And, and he said his wife got up this morning and showered and got all ready. He's going, come on, just throw a baseball hat on. It's Sunday. <laughs> so it was a complete shock and surprise. His daughter was there at the camp. Um, uh, some former U of A players were there. It was, it was just a special moment. And rivalries aside, it's uh, he's been great for hockey in Arizona, and he's been uh, just a huge ambassador. So congratulations to uh, to Jeremy Goltz for that honor. Oh no, listen, um, we I well at least I do anyway. Uh, I, I this is obviously my thing is not a thing against uh, coach Berman himself, you know? Um, and like I said, I do understand the place that uh, Jeremy Goltz holds in uh, the hockey world in Arizona. Um, I mean, I didn't know it really until, you know, we started doing this together, but you know, I'm not foolish enough to say, Oh, well he didn't play at ASU or he, no, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, I believe at one point when we had uh, Greg Powers on, he did 
we did bring up and it did the name Jeremy Goltz did come up in our, in, in our discussion. So, not, uh, you know, only, I, I got the with coach, not only with coach, but with right. Ken Lind, Ken Lind talked about it too. I think when he was on with us, right. that, so uh, Jeremy was with the program and, and was a big inspirational part of taking coach powers from a player to a coach and building what they have and now right. look at it. So, right. So like I said, I do understand it. Uh, all, all joking aside, well-deserved. And congratulations, uh, because it, you know it, it. It's all based on on the other, right? You got to have the first floor before you have the penthouse. Yeah, absolutely, and you know our game here is to grow the game of hockey in the Southwest. So uh, we try to do it through a media outlet. Uh, Coach Berman, like I said, was gracious enough to invite me. I think I was the only media guy there, so. I got some pretty exclusive stuff, and uh, it, it's happening on social media now. If you've been to our social media pages, uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, uh, people are jumping on board. It tells you just how much respect uh, Jeremy Goltz has in the hockey community here in Arizona. But Okay, so we'll move on from that. We'll talk NCAA hockey uh, before we bring on the coach uh, when he comes on board. I, I told him about 45 minutes past the hour, so uh, we got about six, seven minutes or so. Uh, hopefully he's um, – I can't imagine he's not better at time zones than you are. <laughs> oh, don't even go there. Just Why stop not? with it's that. It's what we Just do. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do. So, anyway, uh, 115 degrees today. The ice was right. good at Peoria Ice. Uh, it was great. I, I uh, It was fun to be back in the nice rink again at ice level. Um, no masks were required there, which is different. Um, it is. I, I I actually had that discussion this afternoon with my son. I go, I'm taking my mask with me everywhere and kind of casing it out on a case by case basis. Uh, when to wear it, when not to wear it. I am vaccinated. Uh, yeah, I mean, have it. Um, and I'm not sure. Uh, nobody really is. Um, what the story is. Right. So I I kind of make my decision on a moment by moment basis uh, based on how big the crowd is and how close you're going to be to somebody. Yep. Um, so we go from well, there. Well, and, and while we're on that topic real quick, you saw the story from uh, Montreal. Um, they had a player test positive today, uh, also tested positive and uh, was infected with COVID. I understand in March, it's now um, almost July. Um, I, I would assume that he was uh, vaccinated like everybody else was, but uh, that just tells you that th this thing is crazy, Paul. We talked about it for 16 months, and we just don't know enough about it to uh, to know where it is, and God forbid if there would ever be another uh, variant or whatever that would kick in. So keep your fingers crossed, knock on wood, that we continue to see schedules come out and things uh, continue to move from there. Uh, we know the schedule is out for the uh, Colorado College Tigers. Correct. Uh, we know the schedule is out for Denver. Correct. Uh, about half the schedule, I think we determined last show, is out for Arizona State from everybody else. <laughs> well, it, it is what it is, and we, we right? kind of knew that that was coming. Yeah, uh, exactly. Based on you know things that have happened in the college hockey world and how they've had to change it. I mean, it's not a, it's not uh, uh, you know, there's there's a reason why the only conference that hasn't put out their conference schedule is Atlantic Hockey, because they've had to redo the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. I don't even. 
I didn't want to go down that road right now, but um, well, it is yeah. what it is, right? Uh, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. And uh, I, I keep going back every time we get to this topic uh, to Coach Territory at Air Force because he told us right here on these uh, these uh, podcast waves, I guess that uh, college yeah, hockey needs to ban- it's just easier. Yeah, they need to band together. That's what the 60, well, we know 61, that. 62, whatever. Um, they need to band that. together and become uh, a more cohesive unit. So hopefully that happens. Um, no secret. We need lockers. We talked about Augustana coming on. St. Thomas is up and ready to go. And by the way, I believe we have Stu Bickle, the new assistant coach at uh, St. Thomas coming on on Tuesday night. That'll be uh, cool. Listen to this. Stu sent me a message. He goes, yeah, I'd love to come on. And he goes, but this is my only weekend off. Uh, so far this year from hockey. So I went to San Diego to do, do some surfing. I'll be back nice. in Minnesota on Monday. <laughs> nice. I said, Stu, by all means, take the time off. Uh, oh, if you don't sure. know, Stu played for the San Diego Gulls for uh, three, four, five years, something like that, uh, in his pro career before he moved on into coaching. And then uh, his perspective, Paul, is going to be really cool because he coached with the Minnesota Wilderness uh, of the NAHL. And right. uh, that's going to be fun to bring him on and uh, talk about um, just the difference that he's seeing in uh, NHL players, US, USHL players, and his college players, now NCAA-level players. So Stu's going to have a great perspective, played at the University of Minnesota, um, has a career in the NHL, AHL, ECHL. He knows all the levels, and he'll be a great guest next Tuesday. So we'll get Listen, to that if you, Tuesday. If, <laughs> if you're going to play in the minor leagues – that's a pretty darn good place to play. Yeah, San Diego uh, went bad, is it? <laughs> no, it, it's not too shabby at all. So Apparently, he learned to surf out there, too. Because <laughs> Did he? <laughs> I don't know if he did or didn't, but he went back there to surf, so it must oh, mean well, something. Yeah, it's got to mean something, right? I mean, uh, exactly. I have not learned how to surf, but that's not a surprise either. I, I haven't I either, but again, I'm not sure I want to try it. I don't, I'm just well, not I don't brace. Well, it's not a matter of brace. Honestly, I, don't mind, I, I, I love being at the ocean i don't want to be in it <laughs> well unfortunately paul that's what you have to do if you surf you got to be in the ocean. well i understand that that's why i don't do it uh, me too <laughs> that's i'll why go in I about knee it. deep maybe waist deep but but that's about it and my favorite spot at uh, laguna beach um whenever we get to irvine but okay uh, i digress as yes, we uh we do as we wait to see if we can get uh, uh, Coach Mayotte on. In the meantime, Paul, let's take one quick break. Let's okay. uh, hear from some of our partners, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more NCAA hockey, and hopefully we'll have the coach on by then. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal. 
on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Who's old now? Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night uh, reaction show during the uh, normal NCAA regular season. And playoffs, of course. Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, we still won't have Coach on yet, but we'll keep working on trying to get that yeah, connected. So in the meantime, we'll do a little chat and more about hockey. So um, anything on your scope that needs to be brought up at this point? Well, just the the usual happenings during the week. Uh, the former coach uh, at, uh, at Huntsville, uh, Try, uh, trying to remember his first Mike Corbett. Uh, I remember this last time I had to look up the first name. He's uh resurfacing as an assistant coach at Quinnipiac. Um, we talked about St. Thomas adding officially their assistant coaches. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, Dave Haxtall, who used to coach at North Dakota, uh, was named the first head coach at the Kraken. Uh, when everybody thought 
that that was a a, a lot a lead pipe lock for Rick Tockett. Uh, so that was interesting. including my sources, I might add. Well, yeah, like I said, uh, the, the 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 that's very Lou Lamarillo like keeping those cards that close to the vest uh, by Ron Francis. Um, you know the this is a chance okay, so, for him to. So stop, stop right here before we get okay. into more detail on that. Um, your thoughts on Dave Haxtell. I know Dave fairly well from covering North Dakota hockey back when he was the head coach at UND. He had a stint in Philadelphia. I know your favorite city. Oh, yeah. um, and, <laughs> and it didn't work out so well. He's been an assistant coach now with the uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and um, now moves on for that. So wh- what do you think, if you can speculate, what do you think the attraction was with Dave Haxall to a brand new NHL franchise? Well, listen, like I said, uh, Ron Francis has kept his cards very close to the vest. Um, but experience matters, right? Um, experience matters in the fact that uh, when we first start doing a job, and let's face it, coaching the NHL and coaching college is not the same thing. The X's and O's might be, but the jobs are completely different. Okay. Um, and you know, when I first started doing my regular job, uh, I, it was a struggle for me and I only got better over time. I, I, you know, I'm sure that it'll be the same thing there in Seattle. Now, whether that translates to wins and losses or not, who the heck knows? Here's two things I want to throw up in that though. Uh, throw out in that, not not throw up. I'll try to avoid the throw up part of it. I want to throw out there. Um, okay, in in the NHL, you don't get a whole lot of time to uh, perfect your craft. People want wins. Okay, so it's going to be up to Dave to uh, put this thing together and, and make it a success somewhat quickly. I mean, three four years maybe he's going to have to start um, really making it look good, or or they may be looking in another direction. Uh, number two is there's a previous um, roadmap to success as a NHL expansion team. It's called the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, how much do you think that's going to play into the situation in Seattle? Are they going to try to mimic that, be better than that, or just go their own way and, hey, it's us, not them? Um, well, I, I don't know what their expectations are up in Seattle. I'm sure that they are going to try as as best they can because you can't it'd be harder to do better than the Golden Knights did in their first year. There's only one thing you could do to do better and that was right. to win that that Stanley Cup yeah. final. Um and whether Seattle likes it or not, they're always going to be compared to Vegas. Until another expansion team comes in. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um so before before coach, hopefully we get coach on. Um, but before he comes on, let's talk a little bit about Colorado College because I think you and I have just kind of chatted um, off air about uh, the situation there. But uh, there's there's a number of topics that that you look at with Colorado College and and uh, Coach Mayak coming in. First of all, um, he's taking over a program that's getting a brand new facility. That's a plus. Correct? Very much so. Okay, but. He's losing a lot of players that uh, that moved on, and he had to go get his own guys rather quickly. 
Um, he doesn't have the strength and conditioning coach that was there in Scott Caulfield. He's moved on as well. Uh, he got his own coaching staff, as you would expect. Um, and you got a small university that is very heavy on athletic on uh, academics, so it's really hard to uh, get qualified students, a lot like across the freeway at the Air Force Academy. There's only a certain number of people that can that can play hockey at the Air Force Academy. So I think what's what's neat about what, what Chris has got going on there is it, it, you got to kind of have broad shoulders, don't you, to take on a responsibility like that, knowing all of those things? Well, I, I, I don't think there's any question about that. There are, at least to this point, not a lot of seniors on this roster. I see one, two, uh, maybe a third senior on this roster. Uh, a few juniors and a lot of sophomores. So uh, he, uh, you know, Coach Mayotte's got a lot of, of, of young players uh, on his first year roster. Okay. They, they lost a, a lot of scoring and they, you know, and, and like I said, when you only have three seniors, okay, in this conference, uh, it is going to be a tough, tough job. Uh, it does help a lot that they have some good goaltending in Dominic Bassey and Matt Vernon. Okay. Um, I, I think you're going to see a team that's going to play defense first and, and, and try to take advantage of their offensive opportunities. Now, I could have this all wrong, but I, I think when you have a younger team, you got to try and do that first. You know, and two of their seniors are defensemen. Paul, can can you say that this is kind of similar to what ASU went through as a first year program? Um, because it's almost uh, that difficult. The difference is being obviously you got a brand new building and you're already entrenched into uh, the top conference in college hockey in America, but um, it, you really are starting from scratch. Right, and if you you want to take those steps to move up, you you got to start the from the goal out, which you already talked about their strength and goaltending, and you got to play really good defensive hockey, which you have to do in the NCHC anyway, and then you got to hope you can uh, chip away at the offensive side of things and go from there. Well, for sure. I mean, uh, when you sit there and you know, it, it, there's just a lot of convergence uh, and things that you know, are uh, that you know, the coaches is got some advantages that a lot of first-year coaches don't have. Okay. A lot of first-year coaches don't have, uh, hey, you want to play in the NCHC? That's a, that's a recruiting tool in itself. And they have a new building. Okay, so... Those are recruiting advantages that he has. Um, and, you know, he definitely has some pedigree, as we'll get into, uh, if, if, if everything works out the way it's supposed to. When you look at the, 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 the coaches that Chris Mayotte has both played and coached under, it reads like a who's who. 
Yeah, yeah, it really does. And the fact that, you know, he's been in programs that have seen a lot of success too. So um, he's used to uh, quote unquote winning. Um, and that may be something that uh, it w- may be an adjustment, especially at Colorado College, especially in the first year. But um, I guess we'll see. I mean, that's all we can do, right? Is sit back and see. But um, it really has been kind of quiet out of Colorado College. You haven't heard much except for the arena right now. And, um, they're doing things I'm sure under, under the radar screen a little bit that we'll find out about as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. But we also know their schedule, Paul. And, um, as you would expect in the, uh, <laughs> we talked about this a couple of different times now, but in the NCHC, you've got, uh, a built in really tough, uh, schedule, but the, the, uh, schedule that they're going to play, um, in the uh, preseason, if you will, or the non-conference, not that easy either. No, I mean, you know, St. Lawrence is going to come out with a vengeance when they open up uh, Ed Ropes and Arena, because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of players on that team that are going to be angry that they didn't get the chance to play in the NCAA tournament last year. And how? Uh, yeah, uh, and then they 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 have a a, a week long road trip to the East Coast. Of playing a couple of games at Union College and BC and Northeastern, uh, and then you got your conference schedule, which you know only starts with St. Cloud State and Minnesota Duluth. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa! You missed one huge weekend before that. The last. Oh, no, no, weekend. I'm not. Yeah, but there's no travel involved with Air Force. Oh, I know there's no travel, but you don't think that's a big game for the? Of course uh, the it right, is, but you. But I'm right, not big series. I should say the right to own uh, Colorado Springs. I'm I'm talking about the travel, and I'm talking about the conference. This is I you know me. I, I, I'm not trying to ignore the czar. I know I'm, I'm trying to. I'm do giving that. you a bad time because it was the one thing that was sitting out there. Um, we also know that uh, Colorado College will be uh, um, facing off against Arizona State in mid just before Christmas. Uh, actually, the last two games of their their. Uh, First semester, can I call it that? But the, their school there, um, the last last games of 2021. How about that against Arizona State at Ed Robeson mm-hmm. Arena? So uh, you know um, me, I try not necessarily to bring that up uh, first. If, obviously, it's what I look at first. But you know, we're not just an ASU podcast, so and yeah. But I, I think knows it's where worth, my affiliation lies. Yeah, but I think it's worth mentioning that Arizona State and Independent. Getting another shot to go into a brand new arena in the NCHC. Yeah. Um, every time you hear about that, you, you think, okay, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Can we make you a permanent member one day? Well, speaking of that, I don't know if you want to can if you if you want to go there or save this for Tuesday. But you know those rumors about a trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that that's in the works. I think it's a lot farther along than they want to say, but. Brad Schlossman of the uh, Grand Forks Herald broke that story this week that uh, uh, the University of North Dakota is looking at playing Arizona State University at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Um, I think it's next season. I think what they're looking at is not this coming season, but the following one. Right, because uh, aren't they playing Penn State in Nashville this year? Yes, yes. Okay, so it so could be gonna... it could be a Hall of Fame game or it could be a holiday event. We, we don't know that yet uh, either way, but... North Dakota is fond of uh, coming to warmer weather. Well, yeah, who, of course. Why e- wouldn't they be? Even in October. 
Well, it's still going to be warmer in Vegas than it is going to be in Grand Forks. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, you would know this better than I would, but, you know, let it me, could let, be, what, 50 degrees in Grand Forks in October or minus 10 let, let me and a couple you, of feet of snow on the ground? Yeah, let me tell you something about that. Um, October is a, is a pivotal month in the upper Midwest in North Dakota, Minnesota, especially northern Minnesota. Um, when I was at Minnesota Duluth, every fall golf season, we had a conference tournament on the first weekend of October. Every single year, all four of them, it froze or snowed, uh, and we had frost or snow delays on October 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. So, uh, and I'll tell you also, in, in that part of the country, it is not uncommon to have Halloween with uh, a foot or more of snow on the ground. So, yeah, they, they'll be looking to come to, even if it is back then in late September, October, whatever, um, Vegas would still be a very good destination. And anytime you get a chance to play T-Mobile, take it. Here's uh, what I hope, Paul. If that comes to fruition, and I think it will, I really hope that this time the Arizona State fans band together and come up there in numbers because it, the, the turnout at the first uh, Ice Vegas Invitational was not good from Arizona State. And, um, it, and they won the tournament. And I got a yep. lot of feeling that the people were thinking, oh, they're a first, second-year program. They're not going to do much. Uh, I'm uh, sure that that was part of it. it. But So hopefully North Dakota and the, the way that we expect Arizona State to be playing at that time of the year, uh, we hope that that will make a difference and they will, um, they'll fill that building or close to it. Because North well, Dakota, well, you know there'll be a lot. You know there'll be a lot of green and white in that building. <laughs> a lot. It'll probably be ninety percent, no matter what Arizona State brings. But um, well, the idea 10, will be to not let that building. happen. Yeah, if you can get, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And uh, if you get uh, enough of a notice, and if Arizona State continues their uh, ascent, if you will, to the top of uh, NCAA hockey, that could be a really, really exciting weekend series. Uh, well, you think they'll play two games? I don't. Th- uh, well, um, I mean, they I th- could. I don't see why they wouldn't or they nah. couldn't, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they would. Yeah, true. I, I, I guess I'm kind of jumping the gun on that one, but uh, I would think it would be a series. I, who knows? It could be I anything, mean, it, but I don't know. It would be make... fun if it was. <laughs> well, it would be nice. I mean, I don't know if it makes sense to make that trip for one game. Yeah, I think they did it before against Minnesota when they played in the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame game there, what, four years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. I think that was just I... one game. But um, believe me, the North Dakota fans stayed the entire weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> they, they, they could have cared if it was 100 games. They would have been there. Um, oh, I get that. I mean, and it'll be the first time the two teams play if it comes to fruition. And... You know, uh, it definitely will, you know, it, it should grab the attention of people in, in the ASU community because uh, if, if you don't know about North Dakota hockey, you'll definitely find out after in that weekend. <laughs> well, put it this way. If you know about Minnesota hockey, Wisconsin, Boston College, Boston U, I can go down the list. Uh, if you know about them, just take that and add North Dakota right to the top of that bunch <laughs> because that's how good that program is and that's how serious they take it. Uh, let, let me tell you a little quick story about that. Uh, and, and Terry saw this on the news when I was at a uh, 
Golden Knights game, uh, I think it was the last game I was at, um, they interviewed a couple from North Dakota that made the trip to Vegas for the first time to uh, to watch the Golden Knights game against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And the reporter said, well, what's it like to come down here where you have professional hockey since you don't have that in North Dakota? They said, And they said, have you ever heard of the Fighting Hawks? <laughs> and, and you know me, Paul, I joke about it being – being the franchise, well, um, they basically told the reporter in Vegas that, that yeah, they did have professional hockey. It was called the Fighting Hawks. Uh, professional hockey? Okay. What are you trying to say? That? I'm trying to say that uh, don't don't count out North Dakota fans as, uh, as anything other than very, very solid at the level well, that no, they play. Nobody's at. saying that, but I'm not the one calling this – professional hockey i'm not the one doing that <laughs> i'm just saying that to north dakota people that is the highest level of hockey they have and eleven thousand every night sold out um makes it feel like that to them i think well okay i just i just i'm just checking you know i don't want eddie <laughs> to get mad at me uh, uh uh yeah absolutely okay so i don't know if we've uh not been able to hook up with uh Coach Mayot, I'm not sure what the problem is. We got some issues, or something came up for him. So, um, obviously, if he comes on board, we'll we'll bring him on just as soon as he comes on. But in the meantime, um, anything else that you want to discuss? Uh, well, we're, we obviously keep trying to reach out to somebody in Pittsburgh to talk about that situation. Uh, How's that going? Yeah, I, it's not <laughs> going out too well. I, I can't lie. Um, you know there. You know, supposedly they have uh, created some sort of organization, uh, as the story says, to quote unquote right the wrong uh, at Robert Morris. Um, I, you know, I reached out to them, not gotten uh, any answers. I don't know why. It can't be my sparkling personality. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I've tried a couple of different ways, tried uh, some social media stuff. I guess uh, I'll have to try a few different other methods, but I, I definitely uh, am anxious to get somebody on to talk about it. Uh, we, we, we both know that uh, that was not handled properly uh, by the university itself. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I want to find out, uh, if a, we're, we're, we're accurate in our assessment and B, um, give them a chance to, to, to get their side of the story out. I don't know. Is that a, a proper way to put it? Yeah, it know. is because, um, they, they created a story like it or not, and uh, you, you need to hear both sides if you're going to give a fair assessment of what's going on. And again, um, we can only comment and, and speculate on what we heard. Uh, we can't speculate on what what's out there. So, so who knows? But well, it's um, like listen, I wanna... we we it's like we reached out to the folks up in Alaska. You know, Matt Curley was there at the time before he took the job in in Des Moines, right? Des Moines, yeah. Right? Dubuque. 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 Okay. All right. No, I no I'm sorry. No, you're, you no, no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Des Moines, because uh, Dubuque has uh, not got a coach yet that I know of. Okay. 
Um, so he's with the Des Moines Buccaneers. Right. And they were very generous with their time. And, you know, uh, ask a question occasionally to see how it's going. You know, they haven't hit the, the 3 million mark that they're looking for yet, but they've got another two months to do that. You know, they're not trying to hide it. Oh, and, and maybe it's not fair for me to compare uh, what's going on in Pittsburgh to what's going on in Alaska. But you would think they'd want to reach out to everybody they possibly could. I don't know. One would think. Let me let me throw some positive side speculation out there, and I think you heard it. Uh, Wednesday night we had our club hockey podcast on, and we had the uh, right. general manager of the University of Utah who's got a very unique position because he also is the, um, I'm not sure what the term is, director of Division Two ACHA hockey in the Pac-8. Um, right. So I asked him point blank. I said, any chance you're going to have uh, Oregon uh, play your ACHA D1 team because Oregon has already committed to play Grand Canyon, ACHA D1. They've committed to play UNLV, ACHA D1. And I, so I asked him about that. He goes, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're coming here. I'm close to the people in Oregon. They're going to come and play an ACHA game here as an ACHA D2 level. It's, it's kind of a year of a measuring stick to see where they stand. So then I said, okay, let's take that next step. Um, a lot of speculation and talk about needing more NCAA lockers in, uh, in the western part of the country especially. Um, what do you think? Is, is Oregon a – a, a viable source is Utah a viable source? Um, you heard it. What do you Listen, say about I, Utah? Well, first of all, in in terms of Utah, I mean, it it would be a perfect spot, right? You got Colorado. It's another. It's a trip to Salt Lake. That's pretty simple for the Colorado schools for ASU. Um, I like I said, I don't see. Uh, Denver or CC leaving the conference they're in uh, at any point. But, um, you know, Utah's got the the resources. Uh, we know Oregon can get the resources if they want it. You know, they have pretty much sneaker money uh, <laughs> that they can get they sneaker if they, money if they really want to. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I know what you're saying. I, it was just funny when you said they got sneaker money. Okay, no, yeah, you, you're, you're not correct. paying us, so why should I <laughs> give out their name? You're you're correct. Um, okay, and I think they're a natural fit for what you just mentioned, but also because I think they have uh, a plan. I mean, um, when we uh, when we had AJ Bolden, the uh, GM on. He, he referenced the job that Coach Powers has done and especially the job that Coach Powers has done here in Arizona State about making a roadmap for other schools, other teams to uh, to follow, to get into uh, the situation that that he's in and accelerate it. And, and I'm going to go back to this one more time. It's a little bit off the track again, but you know me. That's how I go. Um, yeah. a- ASU... And Greg Powers, and I know the destination, but I know that they're still playing this season at Oceanside. Um, and they were able to put together a 36-game schedule with 20 of those games at home as an independent. And not only were they able to do that, Coach Powers was able to pick and choose his teams that he played and break them up into three 
sections, as he told us, the very good, the middle of the road, and maybe the lower end of the, of the college hockey spectrum, and put that all together as a non-conference team playing out of Oceanside. So why can't other schools do that? Uh, you have to want to. Ooh, you have to a, want that to. was a big statement right there because you're absolutely correct right, you have right, to want because, to it's and, and I'll you say, want it and i'll say this again and i've said it before on this show okay, there are schools in the pac-12 that could do it tomorrow if they wanted to there are some private schools in the pac-12 that have oodles and oodles and oodles of cash and can do it if they wanted to which, which drives me crazy, Paul, because I've said this before. If Arizona State can put that schedule together, why can't forget the schedule? Like- for, for, forget the schedule. If you if 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 you exist, you can make the schedule. Right, but what I'm talking about is why can't Huntsville? Why couldn't Huntsville maybe not get as good a schedule as Arizona State because of the fact that they're a big name university and they're uh, located in a perfect spot for teams to travel to in the wintertime, especially. But why couldn't Huntsville? who's been an established program, why could they not figure out a way to play a season um, on the road, at home, whatever? Because they must not have wanted to. That's all we can say, well, right? I, I would say that based on what we've seen, okay, maybe the powers that be did not expect them to be able to raise the money. And when they did, they kind of got caught off guard. Yeah, but don't you think that was enough time um, earlier? Because they're still independents. Like we know they would have played Arizona State. There's two games and maybe maybe a home and well, home if well, they needed once again, to. Once again, the issue was 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 also about the timing of it. Not as bad as Robert Morris. But the right. issue was still the timing of it. Yeah, you exactly. Didn't give the players that were on your team, and you didn't even cancel the program he suspended it so i don't even know how that's affected by ncaa rules yeah, my guess either. is those players could go somewhere if they found a place to play well, well that's with that's why i'm with, kind of hoping we crazy, get with I'm the craziness on hogan on because well, yeah, sean well, might be able to explain that to us well and with the craziness of this year it's even harder for those guys to find somewhere to play yeah. so not only was it late they did it in a, in a year where it was going to be almost impossible for those guys to find somewhere to play. I'm not arguing with you, my friend. I totally agree. That's, uh, that's exactly what the situation is. So uh, uh, when we talked to Stu Bickle on, 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 on Tuesday, uh, I'm sure that he's going to say, we didn't have to go searching for players. They came to us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, so so that's that side of it. And you look at St. Thomas, who flourished. You look at LIU, and I know you've been working hard to try to get somebody from LIU on. but That I don't uh, understand all, either. But All things at LIU, Paul, seem to look like they're going full speed ahead. They don't look like they've stumbled much. And they announced really, really late that they were going to be a program. Yeah, I mean, and in a pandemic, by the way. Yeah, in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And they made so, it through. They somehow made it through and they got games and they got quality players. 
two of which are coming from uh, Arizona State as transfers. Um, so they're, they did a pretty good job of putting it together. So maybe you're 100% correct. Maybe it's all about want to. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's the only thing I can think of. You know, I mean, you know, there is a, 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 you know, they wanted to do it and they said, we don't care. We're going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Totally their, their university president and their athletic director okay, said, we're going to do this. And, and, and they did it. And not only did they do it, okay, they managed, you know, they, they were strong enough in their beliefs to get a member of the Riley family to be their head coach. Exactly. And, and the other thing is, you look at St. Thomas. They made that jump. There was speculation for years about St. Thomas jumping uh, up. They not only made the jump, they got a great head coach, Enrico Blasi. They got two great assistants that I'm aware of. Um, they, they did a fantastic job in the middle of a pandemic, putting everything away. And they've got more hurdles than other teams because they were already an NCAA Division II slash three school. And now they're stuck with the quote unquote penalty, if you will, about not being able to qualify for a national tournament for five years or four years or whatever it turns out to be. And yeah, I hopefully understand we'll, that hopefully could be we'll listed. Get a, hopefully we'll get a. Well, I'm sure the NCAA would be like, okay, here's the deal. Um, you know, uh, after two or three years, they'd be like, okay, we they put the money in the program, they've done this, they've done that. All right, we don't have to worry about them uh, not supporting the program. Um, from what I understand, they also have oodles and oodles of cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, their benefactor is uh, fairly fairly rich i can say that well they would have to be he, i mean he be owns serious. a very large company worldwide uh, electronics company that you'd be very familiar with if i dropped the name but i'm not going to because as my co-host says they're not paying us so why should not we mention us. their name yeah. uh anyway um, <laughs> we'll anyway, take it if they want to pay us we'll be happy to take the money but yeah but what i'm saying paul is that i think you're 100 right when you say want to because liu wanted to uh st thomas wanted to um, Alaska, at least part of Alaska, wants to. It appears Huntsville did not want to. It appears Robert Morris did not want to. And now we go back to Lindenwood. Uh, Lindenwood right now is, is stocking up to become an NCAA team, next, not this season, but next season. They're playing this, quote, hybrid season. and they uh, I've not seen the schedule. Have you seen the schedule? I haven't seen the schedule yet, but uh, I have oh, some so inside information to it. Um, we don't know that. It's not public, but I understand what they're doing. And they have really riled up a lot of ACHA <laughs> coaches because of the fact that they have scholarship players um, on campus. Now, there's there's a little bit of, mm, how do we say it, uh, discrepancy. Um, Lindenwood says, no, they're not getting scholarships this year. It starts next year. Um, some of the players have come out and said, yeah, I'm not paying this year. <laughs> so, so oh, listen. First of all, yeah. uh, um, that now you are talking my language, baby. Uh, <laughs> Let's go, because now you are talking. There's there's drama here. There's there's, uh, uh, and there's. Uh, well, here's the thing that I'm that, down. I'm ready. That, Let's go. Okay, here's the thing. The other ACHA coaches, or a number of them, 
do not want to see Lindenwood win an ACHA D1 championship with slash and quote unquote NCAA Division I players on the roster. They're saying, okay, you can you can have them. You can play uh, exhibition games against NCAA teams with those players, but you can't play them in ACHA games because uh, it would be like like Arizona State deciding that eh, we really want to stomp U of A this weekend. So let's not. Well, that's every our, weekend. So I, that's, that's... <laughs> I know I knew I'd get you on that one, but they could say let's not send our ACHA team down this weekend. Our NCAA team is free. Let's send them down. Yes. And, and pound them. Yes. Um, you know, and see what happens. So. <laughs> So that's the situation that that's going on at Lindenwood right now, and I got I got a feeling that's why this official announcement hasn't come out yet, because they're still trying to work through the details on how they're going to do this, who's going to be eligible, who isn't, um, you know. So I don't know. It, it's it, they're going. There's no doubt that they're going. It's a matter of fact of what's going to happen this year, and I think I have no proof part of this. Of, there's a big part of this, Paul, is the fact that it's no. It's not a secret. It's fact that <laughs> Lindenwood is hosting the NC, uh, the ACHA Division One tournament in St. Yes, Louis. Yes, we know that. So okay, so if you know that, how can you host it but not have a eligible ACHA D one team? I mean, that's what they've what been. I mean, they're not for. eligible. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just told you, if <laughs> if for some reason the players that they want to put on the roster. Um, don't fit ACHA classifications. Um, that that's what's trying to be worked out right now behind the scenes. And those and would be who? What would be? Why? Uh, those qualifications would be. Well, I don't believe you can have scholarship players playing ACHA hockey. I think there's limitations on what you can do at your university. Now, uh, there's been that would be athletic scholarships, right? Yes. So, so if Lindenwood or any other university anywhere is paying more than they're allowed to help a, a student athlete at the ACHA level, the ACHA has to step in and say, bing, 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 and bing are not eligible to participate in ACHA games. And, and that's what the, the argument is going on right now is like, okay, if Lindenwood's got eight players that are going to be on their NCAA roster in a year, um, and they, they're coming here and they're not paying tuition or whatever it is. What if they that, have that academic not, scholarships? That would not qualify them for ACHA eligibility. What, academic scholarships? Right. And that's what they want cleared up. Um, the, the coaches that I've talked to in the ACHA have said, we want a clarification on this. Are they or are they not? And if you're going to let them play, then you can let me pay some players too. And oh, no, uh, no. Well, once again, why, why, why can't somebody have an academic scholarship and play ACHA? Because that doesn't fit the ACHA mold. That's not what it's about. It's a pay for play league. Oh, I didn't listen. I didn't ask if that was what it was about. I'm telling you, that's the rules. That's the bylaws of the ACHA. You right. can't give out uh, scholarships. It's a pay for play league. So that's what the that's what the discussion is at Lindenwood is. Who in fact is going to be eligible? Who isn't? How are they going to do it? Is Lindenwood going to be completely ineligible? Are they going to put together an ACHA D1 team separate of their players that are going to be playing the hybrid schedule? Um, I don't know. That That's what it's coming down to right now, and I got a feeling that's why there's a drag on a lot of schedules out there right now that would be affected by Lindenwood is because they want to figure out what Lindenwood is going to do. They're, they're going to go. 
They're going to go NCAA next year. We know that. They've already made the commitment to that. It's what are they going to do this year? And that's what the holdup is. So we'll we'll figure that out through time. And um, time is yeah, running out. No, if yeah, but that's no that's no fun. <laughs> if I just let it go, I know. But but what time is, is in fact time is in fact running out because uh, their teams have to have their schedules done, including the one right here in my backyard at Arizona State, which I'm almost certain either had or has Lindenwood on the roster this year. And uh, so if that's the case, uh, it hurts their scheduling. They, they don't know when to make a schedule or who to put on their schedule or who to replace if they have to replace. No, I, so I think that's going to come to fruition very, very close. Okay. You'll, ha- you'll have to ask Chris, Chris Perry, you know, when you guys are done lovey dovying it up with each other. <laughs> Uh, and and by the way, I just get did get a message from Jerry Cross, um, the SID over at um, at uh, Colorado uh, College. Colorado, Colorado College, yeah. Just saw my just saw my message, and I uh, didn't have good cell signal signal all day. He's guessing uh, it, somehow it never made it to him, and uh, he would that like happens. to reschedule for Chris Mayotte next Sunday. Okay. So let's uh, let's do that. So we tried that. The messages didn't get through, um, but Chris wants to come on uh, next week. We'll gladly take him on because we want to talk more sure. Colorado college hockey. Yeah, and listen, it makes it easier. I've already prepped for 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 next week now, right? I don't have to <laughs> I don't have to do it a second time. But uh, okay, and by I, the I do, way, I do I do like talking this Lindenwood stuff. <laughs> you know me. I I'm all I'm all for bring, the bring I'm all for the. Uh, uh, shall we say uh, <laughs> shades of gray here? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm all for it. And like I said, I know you are. Uh, I know you, you are. You can ask Chris Perry if there's anything in ACHA rules against. There is. I already acad- know that academic answer. scholarships. You know that yes. for a fact. I know that for a fact. I know okay. that for a fact. What about grants? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, if the grants are available to every student, yes. Aren't they? Uh, well, it depends. If if a booster comes out and says I'm providing grants to hockey players, no. Why but not? if it's a, if it's a, because it's, there's bylaws, <laughs> I, I'm just asking. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Chris is the I, lawyer, not me. <laughs> oh my goodness! I got to bring him on our show once. <laughs> you know, I mean, no. There, there. My are son bylaws. wants to be a lawyer, but that's a decade away, so I can't yeah. ask him. There, there are bylaws for NCAA and ACHA that are different. Um, ACHA is pay for play, which right. means you are not allowed to give out um, scholarships. You can give them uh, uniforms, you can give them travel gear, you can give them equipment. You right. can do that, but and you can help them in fundraising. You can do those types of things, but you can't grant them scholarships legally and be a member of an eligible member of ACHA hockey. Well, what if the kids are getting, you know, financial aid? They have economic well, needs. Of course, of course, you can get financial aid. Every student's eligible for that. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm talking about separate athletic scholarships. Well, no, they wouldn't so, be eligible. Why? They wouldn't be able to get athletic scholarships. They're they're that would be. Uh, <laughs> we just went a full circle. <laughs> That's what I just told you. But there's <laughs> there's a difference between an athletic scholarship and academics. I know. There Baseball is, players get into schools all the time on academic scholarships. I know, but what I'm telling you is that's not the case here. Uh, the case we know here this is, for a fact? Yes. You yes. sure? 
Yes. Yes. Um, uh, well, you're uh, listen. I'm, I, I'm sure that when Chris hears this, because I, you know, the mutual <laughs> admiration society <laughs> that you guys have, and I'm not saying anyway, it's a bad thing. I'm just yeah. saying, I, I, I just I feel like I'm being a peeping tom when I listen to you guys talk to each other. So. <laughs> okay, um, so let's let's step out of that if we can. Why? Out of that I, am, I, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I running you through the uh, ringer here? I think you're running short of time too. Uh, uh, I, I need to tell. Time. It's a podcast. I need to tell people that uh, we have some new things going on. Our uh, store is up now uh, through Squad Locker, so we have four different logos, maybe five different logos that you can choose a variety of things if you want. Go to Squad Locker, choose right. the item that you want. Uh, I know that great S, uh, College Hockey Southwest Live logo that you love so much is now available. I do like, it. I do like uh, that. I, it's, it's probably our best logo. It, it might be. Lie. It might be. Uh, and lie. then, of course, the new gray in both the podcast logo and the uh, uh, Ice Time Hockey SW logo are Which available. Like. The standard one is still available, the original. And right. uh, I believe the Circle iPod or ITHSW podcast logo is available on those as well. So that's it. You can get there through our website. Just go to the uh, the website, click on the uh, – go right to the front page. It's right on the front right corner. It'll come right up there, yeah. Yeah, click on it and uh, take you there and choose anything that you'd like. We'd appreciate that. Um, in addition, uh, we have added a new Twitter handle that uh, just went up today for ACHA Hockey especially. It's ACHA underscore ithsw so that. that will be the site for um all of your acha twitter things it'll also cross over into some other ones but for the most part that's where the uh, acha stuff is going to be uh earlier this year we put up the ahl ithsw pod or uh, twitter right. handle for right. the american hockey league teams right ice time sw is still available for our catch-all ithsw podcast for our podcast stuff and of course, yours you and mine, personal ones as well. It's 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 a full time job, but um, I think it was going to get really confusing if we started putting up um, too many things uh, on one pot on one Twitter account. Okay, because people get confused about who's with what. So College Hockey Southwest or College Hockey SW is uh, our um, NCAA one. Okay. So that's where you're going to find everything. The schedules are going up as soon as we get them. We put them up. That's going up. And uh, we're getting amped up for uh, not only a Stanley Cup final, but we're getting amped up for uh, more hockey and the NHL draft and expansion draft coming up. More news coming on that in mid-July. So uh, we'll keep uh, keep you all abreast on that. If you don't have anything else, we'll uh, we'll say we hope to have Stu Bickle on uh, Tuesday night and Chris Mayotte next Sunday. Hey, listen, it happens, right? This is absolutely. Uh... The, well, when it's live, hey, when it's live and you're coming on for the first time, you right. just never know. So. Right. Um, that we'll we'll go with it's that and, it's and all take good. it from there. Like I said, it just helps me uh, <laughs> with prep for next week. So we're good. And, Behind and the mask. Okay, yeah. hold on a minute. By the way, okay. tell the audience that you were finally done with school. It's almost oh. the fourth of July. Right. <laughs> Your class schedule is over for a few right. months. Or when right. do you start now? The end of July? Uh <laughs> it, no. Well, listen, first of all, <laughs> as I as I said to somebody earlier, I said to my son earlier this this, this afternoon. I don't feel like I'm off yet. Haven't hit a Monday where I haven't had to log into any classes yet. Talk to me tomorrow or talk yeah, to me I'll, on Tuesday. Yeah. Won't that be great? I'll talk to you on Tuesday. You'll be amped up. Poor Stu Bickle. Yeah. Well, 
you know, he's listen, gonna get I, he's gonna get a full loaded Paul Hornstein. Well, listen, you know, I didn't spend a weekend <laughs> surfing or in San Diego, <laughs> so I mean, you know. Um, and by the way, yeah. Mike Peluso is still wondering if we're gonna make that trip up there to go fishing with him. It'll happen eventually. <laughs> I told him now that I was thinking you probably prefer ice fishing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold your breath on that. <laughs> Take it away, my friend. Behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to canciontequila.com to order any of our award winning spirits including the new Extra Añejo, our double-distilled, triple-filtered premium taste. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, very well done, my friend. We will say goodnight. And uh, I did get another message back from Jerry while we were talking here, Jerry Cross, CSID at Colorado College, and he said, hey, next Sunday is the 4th of July. You guys going to be doing a show or what? I said, if Chris wants to come on, we'll be here. So uh, I'm planning on it. Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? I mean, (laughs) I don't have any We don't have lives. (laughs) Well, I do. I hate going anywhere on the 4th of July. I mean, Uh, me too. Probably be at a neighbor's having a few adult beverages. Uh, I'll kill some time, come back, do the podcast, and and go next week. I mean, the the coach might not be home either. I mean, that's you know, what we're I talking seven thirty Colorado time, right? Yeah, I said uh, whatever whatever he wants to do. So somehow, yeah. some way, we will get Coach Mayotte on. Uh, our apologies tonight to anybody that may have been listening, expecting to hear the coach. Uh, that stuff happens, especially when you're doing live podcasts. But we do thank them for uh, for continuing to stay in touch and come on with us. Like I yeah. said, our attempts to have Stu Bickle on on Tuesday night should uh, go off as planned, I hope, fingers crossed, and we will move forward with that. We also have some great guests scheduled for later on in July. Uh, Sean Hogan will come on with us, um, the director of education for uh, College Hockey, Inc., um, right. and the guy that's primarily involved in uh, getting startup programs going. So first thing we'll ask him is what's going on in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we'll ask that question too. Example, so we'll work maybe. on that. I think we still got Scott Caulfield, the uh, strength and conditioning coach um, that used to be at Colorado College, on the line to do something with us too. And we'll just uh, keep rolling with uh, college hockey talk. So, 
We, we always wonder where it's going to come from, but we manage to figure it out. We always find it. Yeah, we yeah. always find it. The offseason is a little bit tougher than you think, folks. It's, uh, it's oh, hard it to is. find people because they, they, uh, they like to yeah they like to disappear. And most of the time, them. anyway. But we track them down. So. Yeah. All right. That's it for tonight. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good, Good night, night, everybody. <laughs>